We welcome a very special guest today on the Quick Blog Podcast in this special feature episode. We welcome Sritama Panda, um, a very passionate New Zealand cricket fan based in India. Um, Sritama, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm okay, I guess. I'm uh, the situation here is not so good, but oh uh, yeah, yeah, we are in lockdown. But... Yeah, we're gonna. I was gonna ask you about that before we started chatting cricket. Um, we wanted to know how things are. You're in Bangalore, right? Um, how are things there at the moment? And... Uh, we are in a lockdown. So there was a mini lockdown kind of for yep. two weeks. And the next two weeks until uh, 25th May, we have another hard lockdown. It's not good. Oh, no. no, it's not. And look, thoughts with, with everyone there. We hope this situation improves um, as quickly as possible. Because, yeah. yeah, it's really sad to see what's happening. Um, yeah, it's been a difficult time Nash? for everyone. Um, yeah, yeah with a, a, a couple of that with the cyclone in Mumbai, it's just been everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on to the much better topic that we are here to discuss today. So let's move on to cricket. Yeah. So, sure. um, so Sutama, um, when, where, and when did the cricket journey start for you? I mean, we for every guest we interview, we'd like to get their story um, and, and see um, how their love for cricket started. So, what's the story with you? Uh. I, I wish I could tell the story. I mean, I, my father would be able to say the story better because he actually saw me and he remembers it. I don't remember that part of my life where I started off, but it started mm. pretty early, clearly, because I don't remember a day in my life when I wasn't a cricket fan. So right. uh, it, it all started when I was an infant and my dad made me watch games with him. And... Uh, in fact, my dad was a bigger uh, football fan. He tried to hook me up with all kinds of sports because he's a sports nerd. So, uh, but then when he saw that my interests toward cricket are, uh, you know, it eclipses everything else, uh, he, he converted to a cricket fan. Like now he watches more cricket than football. Not just now, for the past 20 years, I think. So, so we can safely say that you have actually converted him into a cricket fan than the other way around. Yeah, I mean, cricket was his, I, I think, second on his second, uh, second on his list. But now it's on the top. So, Do you have an earliest memory in relation to cricket? Because you said, yeah, you started really early. Um, was there yeah. anything like at a young age that stuck with you? What's, yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah. the first thing you remember in cricket? Like, what's mm. the memory that will stay with you for forever? So, um, I, I have a reason behind this. So, there, there's a story. Um, I grew up in a town called Kharagpur. It's also in West Bengal, like uh, from the city I live in now, like uh, my parents live uh, uh, near Kolkata. Uh, so, this town called Kharagpur, many people know it because of IIT and yeah. some people have actually got to know about it because of Dhoni. Dhoni was there, MS Dhoni was there before his international debut for two years. And uh, yeah, my dad worked for the railways. He worked for the railways. I knew him. I knew all his uh, friends, but I was too little back then. So I remember playing cricket with uh, people who, who were friends with Tony. And playing cricket, it, it was just for fun, obviously. And they, they still ask me if I watch, like they asked my dad if I still watch cricket. So uh, I think that would be my earliest, like just going out, just people yeah. coming to our place, you know, we had a huge ground in our neighborhood. People used to play cricket. There were two pitches. And 
yeah that that was that would be my first memory but uh, like a real cricket experience in my life because i couldn't pinpoint on one game even though uh, the 2000 champions trophy uh, where in kenya yeah that yeah. match that match uh, was a highlight for me me and my dad i mean uh, we didn't know i didn't know who to support that's that's what my dad tells me but new zealand were like i was pretty set in my ways i was like falling in love with new zealand every day just had a soft corner for india because of my dad of course but yeah i think that, I was, that i think that was the yep. that was the series that was the tournament where we saw emergence of some of the young talent that went on to become you know greats of the game uh, the first one that comes to mind obviously was yuvraj singh um who obviously went on to you know yeah. do great things for india but yeah that was actually that that's my first memory as a 90s kid as well because that's that was the first tournament where we saw india really dominate you know yeah. other countries which which wasn't happening till till the not till the late 90s so yeah it was really great yeah, yeah like back then i i i uh, i remember that i knew there's australia and there's no one else yeah <laughs> like yeah. only australia those were the days those were the good days everyone there seconds so uh, Like, like imagine I can I can I can understand how you feel yeah t- totally yeah. yeah um so that ties in very nicely with the next question we're going to ask you is is how did your love for New Zealand cricket start like was there a particular player that fueled your love for the black caps you know my first favorite uh, New Zealand cricketer like a favorite favorite uh, was Lou Vincent but that happened in 2002 when I saw his fielding he was such a good fielder that's when i realized i had two realizations that uh, even though new zealand was a team i actually very like very much supported for a reason that i still don't know maybe i i really don't know i just uh, i i i i say that love chooses you that's what happened yes new zealand i have no other explanation <laughs> honestly but uh, when you like finally have a favorite uh, cricketer in some domain it was for new zealand cricket it was lou vincent uh, because of his fielding he was my favorite fielder growing up and then i realized i'm a huge fan of fielding you know mm. i mean I, i really i really feel fielding is un, like pretty underrated and i really look up to good fielders so Yeah. And is would you say Lou Vincent's your favorite New Zealand player ever, or has anyone no, no, surpassed him? No, no, no. That's Ross Taylor. That's Ross Taylor. That, but that happened pretty late, right? Like, yeah. uh, I of course a few years after his debut because there was a lot going on there. But then I always saw Ross Taylor as some player that this player mm. brings a lot of promise. And even even during uh, this path, like whatever happened between him and. Uh, Baz and Hessen. That that even during that period, I kept fighting with people. There were people. There was uh, I wasn't fighting on Twitter, but there were so many people fighting over like why is Ross Taylor doing this? Why is Ross Taylor doing that? There's so much criticism. He's over. He's done. But I I have never supported a player like I supported Ross Taylor. I'm mm. just Taylor. So he would be my like not my favorite cricketer ever, but definitely the Uh, like a favorite human being in cricket, and one of my favorite cricketers also. Obviously, he's been a fantastic servant. Yeah, that's a great story. player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Nash, you want to ask the next? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, um, so 
your thoughts I mean, on BJ Watley? Um, he recently announced his retirement, and he was actually one of my favourite New Zealand cricketers as well. Significantly underrated, I think, and underappreciated. Um, how do you feel about him? Uh, so my opinion about BJ Watling it enhanced when I first spoke with him, like uh, in 2019. It's been not been two years, but close to two years when I spoke with him, and he he really. He got to know that uh, he is the best wicketkeeper batsman in the world at that point um, mm. in Test cricket. When I told him that, he's like, I couldn't have cared less about yeah, it because, right. uh, yeah, I mean, that's why maybe he's done so well. Even like uh, consider a bottling situation. He plays New Zealand play only two Test matches per series, so yeah. and. BJ Watling only plays tests, so he doesn't get the game time that he needs. But he still comes on and he delivers. Yes. So you realize a person like BJ Watling actually not caring about his record actually makes sense because he's just going to play cricket, and uh, that's all. That's I I was preparing myself for a Ross Taylor retirement that may not come in the like recent future. I'm hoping, but I never prepared myself for a Watling retirement mm. and. And it has hit me. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, other than the uh, trophy, of course, the final. I, yeah. I can only think of what we are losing by, when we are losing. Of course, BJ Watling. But I, I think he gets to be home with his family, and that's what he spoke about the last time. But of course, um, he loves his team. He loves his yeah. team. He loves his teammates. He was joking about Kane Williamson not trusting him enough. <laughs> as a yeah, deputy and he's like he never trusts me with DRS uh, takes he's always against my DRS takes yeah. so it's it, you you get you get the team environment it's 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 the best uh, Ross Taylor says it's the best he has ever seen so yeah that makes it special and bottling leaving is yeah it's huge I think I think Something, a big hole to fill uh, yeah. but I, I think I, 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 just speaking on the fact that what you said, Shabal, about big hole to you know big shoes to fill for anyone. Mm. I think it's it's for New Zealand. It's more of a there are players. Obviously, it's not you know BJ Watling has been this you know really great player over the last few years. But I, I wouldn't say necessarily New Zealand have a big headache to worry about. Like because there's players like Tom Latham and Tom Blundell who can re- immediately take his place and who have really proven their worth as well for the for the test i'm not i'm in any way saying that you know they are as good as bj watling has been but at least from a from a you know it's not a, it's not really a big problem for new zealand when they look at their wicket keeping reserves they've got capable players they've yeah. got capable players but yeah. to, to to fill the shoes of watling is going to be big because he mm. scored runs as i was saying in the podcast episode early in the week he scored a lot of runs when his team really really needed it yeah down the order there were times yeah. where he would he would dig in and bat so, long. Yeah. Uh, about replacing VJ Watling, I think uh, New Zealand have inadvertently done a good job with it. They did not exactly want to replace VJ Watling, but uh, this is the first time that we can actually say that we have a good headache of yeah. a mm. strength strength. That yes, yes. You know that we have never had. This is probably the best team we are sending overseas. I have never seen better uh, team that uh, we are sending overseas. So, uh, for BJ Watley, again, uh, Latham 
let Latham open in tests. I I don't want him to keep. There's obviously Blundell. There's obviously Blundell uh, who made his debut by chance, and New yeah. Zealand have not given him uh, the correct chances. Even in Australia, it was even though he scored the century, it was not fair on him to you know just being put into mm. the situation uh, when it was already difficult. Yeah. But Blundell, uh, uh, his last season in the Plunkett Shield and his uh, like last two seasons for New Zealand, they have not been good. So that's worrisome. But of course, if uh, we are looking at a keeping option, it has to be Blundell. And uh, like, of course, there's a chance that Devin Conway might come into uh, uh, the entire setup, but he yeah. doesn't keep in first class. So uh, it's. So the immediate choice would be Tom Blundell, and uh, even though G. Travel's numbers were better than Tom Blundell uh, in the last season, I in Plunkett Shield, but I, I Blundell is the choice. New Zealand are going for him. I feel bad for G. Travel, but again, coming to the wicketkeeping uh, perspective, I think Blundell is quite ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And, and recently. Sorry, yeah, Ganesh. No, no, I'm just moving, just moving on to the next question regarding rankings now, which is which yeah, has same. been a really, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say controversial, but you know, uh, talked about topic where I think uh, personally for me, I haven't focused on the ranking so much over the last few years, apart from when Australia were really the number one ranked team because they were actually the number one ranked team, whereas now it's more or less you know, uh, who plays well home, who plays well, you know. Com- yeah. competes away but it if you were as a new zealand fan what do you make of new zealand being number one and do you believe that england are still the number one one day side white well let's say white ball side okay uh even like i i consider them as world champions i'm not going to defy that mm-hmm. they are world champions um, we did not lose a final, but that doesn't change yeah. the fact that we won the World Cup. Yeah. So they did, and and the journey wasn't just about the World Cup. Okay, for us it was a huge moment, but it it was totally different for England. They were revamping a system in 2015 mm. after the most embarrassing exit. So I've read Stuart Broad's first autobiography. He wrote uh, about it, uh, how nobody came to receive them. At the airport, there was bad press all over. How yeah. I say that it's difficult for, I'm talking about test cricket, but then it's difficult for Joe Root, but not as difficult for Kane Williamson because of media. So media made worse for England after that World Cup. It was totally an embarrassing exit. And they decided yeah. that, okay, this is our next, this is our mm. only uh, goal for the next five years, uh, For oh, sorry, for the four, next four years. And uh, yeah, so England... Bayliss, Andrew Strauss, and Owen Morgan. They just formed a unit that focused on limited overs cricket and they pulled it off. So, if uh, not going by rankings, because you know what happens. Uh, I am not against team rankings again. Uh, for shorter formats, I have a problem with, uh, especially with uh, T20Is, with player rankings. But that, there's reasons for that. But for uh, team rankings, I don't have a problem. But if, as a New Zealand fan, solely as a New Zealand fan, if, if you ask me, because I'm also a cricket fan, I would agree that England has been the best. They have given us mm. like one of like the best ODI games and 
formed a unit right yeah. mm. uh they needed the system was backing them there was everything in place the players were known the like players like alistair coke uh anderson stuart broad they were asked to just leave they were just uh they knew that their uh, odi careers their white ball careers are over because yeah. england was set in the ways yeah uh with kkr uh, and the ipl it's pretty different it's understandable um So I, I really don't see uh, Tim Saudi doesn't even play IPL and he's yeah. literally uh, like second to Kane when coming to choosing a captain in yep. T20s. So it doesn't make sense anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, I I would say like I have been critical of Owen Morgan on Twitter, but that's because that's just banter. Most people don't yeah. get it. <laughs> that's yeah. just banter, and nobody. I I think I'm like. Uh, It's a banter with my wall. Mm-hmm. So it's People take things very seriously, especially on Twitter. Yeah. Like, so. They don't Happens. get my. I, I have only seen one person get my humor. <laughs> that's Glenn Maxwell. Way back in 2016, I guess. Yes, 2016. When yeah. after the test series in Sri Lanka, that I'm very sorry for reminding you about that test series, but. There's, yeah, a, I, there's I, a lot of there's a lot of cricket recently. He should not be reminded about. So, Nash, <laughs> stop talking, mate. Um, we started the podcast talking about how Australia were dominant in the late nineties, yeah. early two thousand. Let's not talk, talk about, about Australia <laughs> at all right now. Is, I mean, everyone you know has their you know day what? in the I'll, sun. I'll be, I'll be I'll be happy to not talk about Australian cricket because there's no cricket to talk about. It's stuff that's happened in the past, um, <laughs> like like the Gabba or ball tampering. So. We'll put that no, to the side. Let's talk about Australian cricket. I was just no, no. Let's talk about let's talk about emerging cricket. Because I back them, like I back That's... everything. I I back Steve Smith even. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even back then because Steve Smith is my favorite Test cricketer ever. So I can't you just, are. you know. Yep. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm yeah. not on moral policing. I think uh, what ICC sanctions as a punishment, they got. Uh, a billion times more than that. Oh yeah, yeah, it. I know. And now it's Get coming back it, up again. On, leave Cameron ba- Bancroft alone. I mean, whatever he has to say, he has to say, but leave him alone. You're pushing him. I that's agree. why he's speaking. Like I it's agree. just, just. Uh, Fully just agree with you. That's it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, as an Australian yeah. fan, I've had enough. And yeah, yeah I, I can totally hit the nail on the head. I can totally understand it. It it's, it does it makes me angry. It really yeah. makes me angry. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, in terms of emerging cricket, I know I've seen you know some of your tweets, and you're quite passionate about you know emerging nations getting more opportunities. Um, what do you think should be done to ensure that some of these teams get more opportunities? There's definitely has to be more game time for them, and they have to mm. play with bigger nations, no matter what people say or the quality of the game. You do not improve in a day. You take years to build a team. So true. Actually, looking uh, ahead 
we're talking about global cricket then it has to be global there are teams everywhere who want just want to play cricket give them the platform i think icc can i think the major teams can do that i mean icc is right now uh, i mean doing a dance i guess because they are going like, like trying to go back to what they were 16 team t20 world cup and everything like why did you not do like why did you stop doing it why was the odi world cup reduced to just 10 teams why why was uh, th- this is not so we have to just go back to square one first but right now we are on negative yeah so it's it's just uh, at this point i really i really i don't i don't support the tier system because mm. uh, it doesn't let you like you know proceed progress grow if there's no way that teams can grow just playing amongst themselves then you will talk about their player rankings oh this player got uh, he's this good because he played with against this team so how are you supposed to know that this person is so good like think about rashid khan exactly. i mean I was about to say. Play, yeah if he did not play against the big teams how would you have recognized that this player is actually the best t20 bowler right now like how were you going to do that so imagine like, Ra- rashid khan imagine rashid khan playing for one of the big nations like just imagine what he you know he's still a I great think, great white ball bowler but imagine what he he would have been as a you know as a let's say as an indian leg spinner or a pakistani leg spinner or even you know as an english leg spinner i think i think any team would be really lucky to have yeah. him in their team when you set up yeah so yeah i i think I'm, i think uh, teams have dreamt of it already yeah And there's a few there's quite a few gems around the world in in associate cricket like you know that got a lot of talent but yeah, like yeah. through time I was saying you know we need to give them more opportunities and it's not only at world cups it's also in the four year windows uh or the two year window between world cups between T20 world cups and the four year window between ODI world cups because you got to improve yeah. you got to keep yeah they need the opportunities to play and that's when cricket becomes a truly global sport yeah. so completely agree with that yep and um yeah that's that's that that has been a really sensitive topic for the for the last few years hasn't an emerging cricket and i think the big nations have to step up to the plate um mm-hmm. in in the next 5 years to take the take the game clo- really global in true sense you know uh, yes it's great that these t20 leagues are happening but there needs to be more t20 international games to actually take the game into the um you know emerging nations into the households of the emerging nations so i think it's really key how and i think we spoke about this on our on our chat with daniel from emerging cricket where it's it's really important to see how the big nations fare in the next 5 years yeah yep absolutely I mean, um afghanistan almost beat india in the yep. odi world cup afghanistan beat west indies in the 2016 uh, yep. world cup match yep. but we shouldn't be surprised it's t20 it's basically to globalize the game yeah and uh, if if you don't give them uh, all the teams not just afghanistan because it has rashid khan there's has to be there has to be like more initiative in playing other teams just like afghanistan grew the, in this format there mm. t20 is the easiest that way you know yeah i mean Uh, that can easily be done and we need to stop being surprised that oh this team we beat this team no we we really need to reach a point where they are not really under, underdogs anymore because yeah. i yeah. i don't think t20 is a game of 
you know, underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. Can go either way. Yeah, that's right. And now before we move on to the English summer, we have recently saw your, you know, you recently saw your tweets on the county championship. So uh, we'll just touch on that. And would you, would you, would you say that Stuart Broad is your you know, favorite left-hand bat, bat, batsman? <laughs> By a but mile. It's a weird combination. So he's a left-handed batsman. He and, tries. Uh, he tries to be. He tries to be <laughs> to the best of his ability. And, and a right arm um, pacer. So it's basically what Saurav Ganguly is. I'm yeah. so sorry I've said that, but <laughs> so but Saurav Ganguly was uh, like just as a cricketer, he was um, very like inspirational to me. Yeah. Like uh, he wasn't my first favorite or anything, but I really formed a deep connection with him like, mm. towards the end of his career, sadly. Because I did not get to see him in the 90s. Yep. So, mm. so, Stuart brought actually coming up. So, people actually came and asked me that, do you have a preference like left-hand batsman and then right-arm pacers, medium pacers or whatever. <laughs> like, nothing like that, but it just happened, you know. Uh, yeah, so Stuart brought about Stuart brought he's definitely, uh, or it's it's, Again, it's just banter, whatever, whatever yeah. I do. But I do believe that he is he's not all lost as a batsman. He just did not want to be a batsman. So if you have followed Stuart Broad's career from the start, I've read a lot about him. Mm-hmm. So before he turned 17, he was an opener like his... So he was an opener uh, like his uh, dad. So mm. he was a batsman. Yeah. And uh, from... Uh, from being an opener to you know just changing his entire role, he decided that this is what I want to be. So when he first came, uh, when he first joined uh, the England setup, he took like uh, almost uh, like one and a half years to make it to the test team. So, but then it wasn't a long journey. They were trying to. I I feel that England were trying to re- like find a new Andrew Flinter. They wanted an yeah. all rounder. Pace bowling all rounder, but Stuart Broad just wanted to be a fast bowler. That's yeah. it. He just mm. wanted to be a good pacer in tests, and that he was set in his ways. So I love watching him bat. I've watched his 169 at Lords, and I still say that Sachin Tendulkar doesn't have a century at Lords, but Broad does. <laughs> even <laughs> uh, even Ajit Agar, a- even Ajit Agarkar does. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I mean, I just uh, it just. You know, it sounds very nice to me. It sounds very cool to me. <laughs> and uh, even though, like, people think that uh, the bouncer from Varun Aran changed his outlook towards batting and everything, it, it did affect him for a while. But Stuart yeah. Broad is something else. He's not like other cricketers. Do you remember how he was treated in Australia in 2013? I mean, no player, uh, you know... Look at Steve Smith. He, he was affected so badly. Stuart Broad was barracked. He was a sledge for nothing. Like literally nothing. Just for not walking. Which it's for I not walking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He refuses to walk. You know, he just refuses to walk away. But anyways. So that's what I like about Stuart Broad. He was so set in his mm. way. So I do miss uh, the peak Stuart Broad is batting. But I do enjoy it now. He doesn't care about it. But yeah. he bats with I mean, yeah, he's very uh, yeah I, I think I have a soft corner for left-handed batsmen, so Stuart Broad will be in my top fifty. And he has a Twitter page after him is Broad Batting, very important yeah. Twitter page. That's yeah. the best page. Um, yeah, and I, know, I love yeah. that page. 
People think it's run by me, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's outstanding. And those people who are having a go abroad in 2013, I think 90% of the people, if you nicked one to slip and the umpire gave you not out, you wouldn't walk. You say, you beauty, I'll keep keep batting. Everyone will do the same thing pretty much. So it is what it is. Um, Now on to uh, India and New Zealand, the World Test Championship final, which is coming up soon. Um, assuming both sides are at full strength, um, which way do you think it'll go? It's going to be a good game. Um, uh, you're talking about the uh, World Test Championship well, final, right? Yeah, India, New Zealand. Yes. So, yeah. No, no I just thought England somewhere. I just <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the final. There's, uh, I don't see the two matches against New Zealand as warm-up for the final. Because... Again, um, <clears throat> they, India might say that they are not getting the enough, like, enough game time before the final, but this was always mm. the schedule. And India play a lot more test cricket than we do. Mm. So, it's been months we haven't played any test cricket. So, I, I think that way player, like, players' game time, that's important because we don't play a lot of test cricket. And playing it in England, uh, after a long time, we have... Um, so... I don't think New Zealand will be carrying any kind of momentum from that mm. uh, bilateral series. But considering uh, that India are just overall a better test team on paper as well. So even even like uh, uh, like uh, we have a like set of pacers, pace quarter that can be compared to India's, but still we like lack in our batting. Uh, it's it's the truth. Maybe if the batters are in their best form, then we can get like give our best. But that is a long shot. So I think India has the advantage over New Zealand. But I am very very hopeful that we will we are not the underdogs again. Just because uh, like India is better, we are not the underdogs. But I am just hopeful that uh, New Zealand will be able to do something. Just we have to get the correct mix. Same yeah. trouble for India. They have to get the correct mix. So, yeah, pretty challenging for both teams that way. See, we can boast about Ben strength. Can you imagine yeah. being a New Zealand fan and boasting about Ben strength? Yeah. Where did 100%. this come from? Yeah, and I'm talking true. about a Ben strength with, with uh, because it's inspired from India yeah. in Australia. So, it's uh, we have a young team. We have debut, like the players, uh, uncapped players, sorry. They are waiting on their debut. So, we are, we are looking forward to Devin Conway who has not even made his test debut. So, imagine that it's a long shot. It is yeah. definitely, but we are still so hopeful. This is the best team. It is actually going to be a matchup of the bowling attacks more than the... Uh, I know there's great batsmen playing on both sides, but actually the bowling will be really key. Um, it's Duke's ball. It's England. Obviously, the bowling will be, you know, will be more important. Mm. I, want, I don't want to, put, you know, make controversial comments, but I think bowling will be more important than the batting really because... If your ball ballers can really get you know get the line line and length right in the in the first couple of days, I think I think the team that team will really win win in the end. I think uh, New Zealand can still you know uh, beat India in terms of batting. Yeah. I'm telling you, like there has to be a proper mix. Now they have to. Uh, I'm just relying on the captain and the coach for you know just fielding the best playing 11 possible mm. can because even it come on it's a final 
in the semi final it it it's all about mindset the semi final was an odi uh, semi final but still india had the momentum yeah new zealand were losing after after winning so many games new zealand's momentum was not that great and we were like hit uh, i i thought okay this this is going to be difficult but then uh, nobody remembers the warm up it was tom blundell in the warm up against india and india lost that warm up we had the advantage that way i guess um then we came to the semi final but it was all to the mindset there was no blunder there yeah kane williamson uh, scored a half century yep australia scored a half century and that helped the bowlers you know do what they did mm. they are not credited enough so i'm i'm sure there's going to be like some fight from the batting side definitely the batting our batting is going to be like something some special i am expecting something special from the batting as far as the bowling is concerned i think i, I mean we have neil wagner we have trent bolt we have jameson we have uh, saudis so there yeah. is a decision to make if they want to play cdg colony grandcom or <laughs> yeah so that that's a decision that yeah. we have to make. batting yeah. let's see like the only thing that england is uh, the england series is going to help us with would be devon conwell so that's one and as far as uh, jacob duffy and rachin ravindra are concerned uh, i think new zealand might not like give them uh, their for test cap yep. just yet yep. but this experience is going to help so yep and jacob um, duffy come on jacob <laughs> duffy in england this is a huge thing yeah i mean for him yeah and and um otherwise devin conway is the man like the bowl the pacers what what they need a deeper batting with colony grandhome or a more uh, you know strong uh, pace unit so that yeah. we have to decide on otherwise other another decision that we have to make why are the england series is devin conway where we stand with him yeah that's right that's he can right. be a match winner you know that's, a, that's again right. ambitious but Yeah. yeah, that's right, and it'll be really interesting to see. It will be really uh, an even matchup. And now, um, keeping time in in mind, quickly, who do you think um, will have the upper hand in the India and England series? Obviously, it's England's home conditions, and you know uh, the favorites are England, but India have been pretty good away lately. So, where, who do you think uh, will have the upper hand there? Um, I I think. this it's going to be like quite you know they they are just i uh, india uh, sorry england and new zealand are going to play a very competitive series yeah i yeah. feel uh, their a 1-0 result is kind of something that i'm looking for yeah i i'm so used to this 1-0 and a drawn series between england yeah. and new zealand that's all i can see new zealand have a chance of winning we can do it uh Just England don't have Jock Fraser. Uh, rest yeah. of uh, that's right. England net. Hopefully we are set too, but there won't be Trent Bolt. So you know it again comes down to a war of equals. Yeah. So. And what do you think about India and England later on the five test series? Who do you think will win um, that series? So this is I think England will win. There's this home advantage. Some there's you know you cannot explain. a team how new zealand are doing like they do so well against other teams but against australia they just have this mental block 
so india in england might have that or yep. or the australia series might have just changed it the australia tour might have changed everything for india that's what that's we have right. to find yeah. out mm. but i do see england as favorites i'm not just just saying it i just feel it i i just feel it but if the border gavaskar trophy was something for india yeah. uh, it definitely changes things then it will be very close that series in england because yeah i'm not yeah it won't be a comfortable I think, win for any team yeah it's i think it'll be more competitive time, than the last time definitely then yeah. Well, the last time in 2018, the last time uh, was actually 4-1. Yeah, it was 4-1 to England, but I don't think that showed how close the series actually yeah, was because right. I know Sam Curran, Sam Curran played a few he games was, he was the took only the game difference. away. Yeah. It was the key difference. And I think India's bowling has even improved even more since then, like the emergence of Mohamed Siraj and, you know, of course, you've got Bumrah and Ishant there and even Mohamed Shami. So I think... Because England's batting is a bit shaky as well, India can um, expose that. So I think it'd be very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a two-all draw or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. At this stage, I'm at this stage, I'm tipping towards three to England, just based yeah. on the fact that it's England and it's in England. So, so you're picking uh, five results in the England weather? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, five. Yeah, results won't. Uh, I I don't think that's possible. There's there's going to be one. Fingers of crossed. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Well. There's um, news that they might tweak with the schedule, but we don't know yet. For I. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. The weather's kind, and we get a good series. But if that doesn't happen, then India's batting has also improved. They've like a Rishabh Pant was good in England. Now he's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. because of the australia tour so this this is going to be different for him um yeah india have that kind of an advantage but then you have to think that uh, their england's openers were like not in a good state in india and Correct. that's not going to be the case in england so the yeah. opening will be key there absolutely it should be a fascinating series yeah fascinating well Um uh, Srutama thank you so much for for taking the time to join us today it was brilliant chatting to you and um all the best um you and and everyone in India we we hope everything improves as quickly as possible and all the best for New Zealand in the upcoming matches thank you thank you so much <laughs>